When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome into the lounge presented by DraftKings. It is a size em up Sunday. Oh, man. <laughs> Get it. Can we get size up right now? I mean, I'm not joking this time. Size it up. Call the, call the jeweler. Call the jeweler. <laughs> get him on the line. I'm I'm getting it sized up right now before we get into balking season and my size changes. <laughs> <All right. laughs> the Ravens 37-3 to against the Seattle Seahawks. It doesn't get much better than this day. Yeah, this was awesome. I mean, it was an incredible atmosphere at MT Bank Stadium. It was just a great win. It was domination from start to finish. I can get used to this. The last two times we've been here at the stadium, it's been uh, high fives and, and, re- and relaxing in the fourth quarters. The yeah. Ravens are pulling away against one of the best teams in the league right. for dominant victories. I mean, this, we another already knew it. Another, another division leader. Another division leader. I think we all felt like the Ravens are a legitimate contender, one of the best teams in the league. They continue to show today that they are a force to be reckoned with in the NFL. They might be the league's best team. Yeah. I I think that you'd have a case, a hard case against them at this point, right? I mean, seven and two now at this, at this point, four straight wins, blowouts in many of these, you know, Arizona really should have been a blowout. They kind of ran back in the second, the late in the fourth quarter, but the Ravens are rolling right now. And let's start, Defensively, Garrett, I mean, goodness gracious, this is, this honestly reminds me of the most dominant defenses in Ravens history. I, I agree. I don't think it's hyperbole at yeah. this point. They, post game talking about it, <laughs> it was hard for them to find a fault. Their reporters were like, look, well, you know, after the Arizona <laughs> game, you were a little frustrated because you left plays out there, you know, against the Lions, they scored a late touchdown, you know, <laughs> what, what are you upset about this time? And they're like, we dropped a couple of possible interceptions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's not much that you can say in this game. Really, honestly, the only takeaways were a dropped interception opportunity by Kyle Hamilton, one by Geno Stone, and they gave up a 50-yard play. They yeah. gave up one big play. They gave up one big play, three points. You know, it's the old, like, oh, we're mad about those three points, which I actually think they are. Like, I yeah. think that this defense, this defense is at the point right now where they are so good that they feel like, Getting getting a first down is insulting to them. They're mad about a first down, yep. let alone points. Now you're putting points on the board. Now now we're really ticked off. And I I think that like this is a Super Bowl caliber defense. I felt like it's just continued to improve every single week. But this is a Super Bowl caliber defense. They're talented at every single level. The pass rush, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, they get cranked up every single week. And they were again, especially in the first half, and I thought it really set the tone of the game. Yeah, absolutely. Kyle Van Noy. I mean, the <laughs> turning point in the game was the back-to-back sacks. The Ravens get a, a stop. They get the ball back, look like they're going to have a chance at some points right at the end of the first half. And then Odell Beckham Jr. fumbles the ball, and you're like, oh, my gosh. You know, they're they're still in the game. They're right back in the game. The Seahawks are. If they go down and score a touchdown, which would have been foolish thinking, by the way. Mm-hmm. Who would have thought they Go down and score a touchdown. On this defense? Am I joking? On this defense? <laughs> exactly. Um, but then Kyle Van Noy back-to-back sacks, the second of which is a, a forced fumble, get the ball right back, and the Ravens get a field goal the other way. That was really the turning point of the game, John Harbaugh said. Yeah, that, I mean, that was a huge play. I, I also love the email. 
that we got. Kai Denger emailed us, and as always, you can email us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. And the email said, how quickly after the back-to-back sacks and strip sack by Kyle Vlanor did you guys say in the press box, podcast bump? <laughs> <laughs> Which the tr- you know Kyle the bump. yeah Kyle was on the on the podcast a couple weeks ago and uh, you know it's the delayed bump yeah obviously for sure and so I, I had to, the truth is I had not said podcast bump until I read the email so Kai thank you for reminding us <laughs> that that was definitely the case the other thing I want to point out about about Kyle Van Noy I mean of course he had a great game but when he was on the podcast he made the point he was like can I cuss on here and he said that basically this defense they pride themselves on being a bunch of a holes yep. And Gino Stone reiterated that today, said the same thing. So clearly Gino is a loyal listener and viewer of the lounge. Who isn't? Obviously. Spreading. It's going global. Yes. Going global. Yes. And so that, and then, and then Matabike backed that up and Patrick Queen backed that up. Like that's the, that is the mentality that this defense has. Yeah. They're, they're really, I see the swagger, right? And you think back about to some of the greatest Ravens defenses in team history, and they had this kind of swagger where, kind of to your point every yard is a, an affront to them right mm-hmm. they they expect to dominate every single play from start to finish and when you play with that kind of swagger on defense i mean obviously you have to be really good you have to have really good players and all that stuff it goes beyond a mentality but the players the ravens have have fed into that mentality have created that mentality and you just really see them it's a snowball effect they're just rolling mm-hmm. right and and i think you see it in a game like this where it's a blowout Still late in the fourth quarter, they're coming downhill and smacking the Seahawks in the mouth, and they're talking their talk, and it's it's from start to finish. They never want to give up a single thing, and when a defense gets rolling like that, it is really hard to contend with. Well, like Patrick Queen, he was one of those guys who was playing with a ton of energy late in the game when it was yep. basically in hand, and I asked him about that, and the point that he made was, well... You know, our focus was to finish because we've had games basically last week against Arizona where they didn't finish the way they wanted to. Still won the game, but didn't finish in a dominating fashion. So they said, you know, we're not going to let that happen again. And they play with that. They play with that energy. And like it is what as I've thought about like this defense, like so what what is it about the defense that is allowed them to be so good? I think, yes, it's good players. And I, I think it starts with PQ and Roquan. I think you've got a really good secondary. Um, but like no one expected Geno Stone to lead the NFL in interceptions. Right. So like, and then and then you you've got a good defensive front. You lead the NFL in sacks. But let's be honest, Kyle Van Noy and Jadavion Clowney were available late in the process. So like the NFL kind of took a pass on those guys. They find a home here in Baltimore. They flourish here. I think because of their work ethic and their approach, and also because of the culture and the way that the defense is built. I just think. All of those things are combining to allow this group to play at such a high level. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's at every single level. We talk coming into this game about all about the Seahawks wide receivers and how this is the best trio since the Bengals. DK Metcalf, Jackson Smith and Jigba and Tyler Lockett did practically nothing. Yeah. I mean, they had four first downs through the first three quarters of the game. Four. Four, yep. Garrett. Mm-hmm. That, that's domination, right? And and really, it's the marrying of the secondary with the pass rush. It, it's really hard to say... You know, point to one thing the Ravens' defense is doing really well that's making them so good. It's at all different levels, right? And I, I think a lot of credit also has to go to Mike McDonald. You know, just the way he's calling this, the way he's orchestrated this defense, even the players after the game are pointing to Mike McDonald and saying, you know, we got to give him some props here. And, and that leads me to an email here from James Lorenz. He says, 
Okay, the temptation is to give the dog of the week <laughs> to Keaton Mitchell, who's an absolute dog. Yeah, we haven't even gotten to Keaton yet. Right. But how can the defense go unrecognized this week? I mean, hard to pinpoint one individual, he says, so why not give it to the mastermind chained up there in the booth? <laughs> It says, Mike McDonald is the border collie, the smartest dog around. <laughs> well, okay. that's a great email. That's, that's a great, great email, James. Um, one one important note is that uh, Mike is not chained up in the booth. He's down there. It's true. He's, yeah, he's down there yapping at people on the sidelines. <laughs> that's a good point. But he is a border collie. I'll give him that. <laughs> yeah. I'll give him that. We can't be handing out. We can't be determining the dog. All right. We The dog of the week. We got to watch the tape and then we'll get back to you uh, this week with the dog. Yeah. There's there's a lot of good candidates for dog of the week. But uh, I, I could definitely see it be someone on the defensive side of the ball. Certainly could be. Certainly could be. I mean, Justin Matabike, back up the Brinks truck right now. <laughs> boop, yeah. boop. I mean, we've been saying it. Podcast it, bump it as well. It continued. Yep, podcast bump as well. It's six straight games yes. for him with a sack. With at least a half sack. Yeah. Well, it's a sack. That's how they That's how they categorize it. Mm-hmm. It's a sack. Um, so, I mean, that guy's on a roll, an incredible roll. It's, it's just across the board. It's across the board where the Ravens are getting production. Yeah. I mean, that was a franchise record, the six straight games from Matt yep. BK. And it's been awesome to see his breakout. I just think that, yeah, I mean, he is he is going to get a huge payday. And, and then, like, Geno Stone, it's remarkable what he's doing. I just think, like, and when I... We talked about this a little bit last week, like the confidence thing. So that pick that Gino had, like a, a really nice pick on his part. Like he kind of, he it reminded me a little bit of what he did last week, where it's not the exact same play, but just like really good tracking of the football, like mm-hmm. really good tracking of the football to come down with that interception. And he came into the stadium today wearing an Ed Reed shirt, yep. like. Dude's playing like him right well, asked, now. I asked him about that after the game. I said, you're wearing the hoodie. Yeah. Are you going after Ed's single season record? Yeah. Ed's season high was nine. Did yeah. it twice. It's within sight now. That's within reach for Geno Stone. He's a little bit more than halfway done the year, and he's got six. Yeah. So he was, and Gino kind of laughed. He was like, look, I'm not putting any numbers on it anymore. Like, <laughs> guy already blew, I think his his goal heading into the season was three. Exactly. So he's doubled up his goal already. So he's not putting any numbers on it anymore. Yeah. Well, you know, with Gino too, I think it's worth noting. So Marcus Williams practiced in a limited capacity all week. Yep. He didn't, he was inactive today. So, but he's getting close. He's coming back from the hamstring injury. He's still dealing with the pec. So, I think it is going to be very interesting. I don't think it's actually going to be all that interesting. I think it's going to be exciting, but I wouldn't say interesting because they're going to play a lot of three safety. Kyle Hamilton was all over the field. Uh Kyle Hamilton was everywhere. It's not like Kyle Hamilton has to play... 90% 90% of the sta- snaps as a deep safety or whatnot. Like, he's everywhere. They can they play a lot of three safety. Daryl Worley, I'll be yeah. interested to see his snap count after this tomorrow morning, but he played a fair amount of snaps too. No, they, uh, what I, so what they I'm, can use three safeties a lot. They can use three safeties, but I'll be curious, basically... Does, before the before the injuries, Marcus was playing 100% of the snaps. Yep. Gino has played so well that he may be the guy that continues to play 100% of the snaps. Or, my, sure, or maybe they so go back whatever, to Marcus. 80, 80 or something like that. Who knows? I, yeah. I, but I, I, point being, I think Gino Stone's still going to get a lot of snaps. And I think Marcus will get a lot of snaps, well, assuming he's feeling good. And, and the other part of it, too, is like they're getting good contribution from the guys in the, the nickel, Arthur Mollette. In, yeah. And then Daryl Worley was activated so today. It's like now all of a sudden there's... there's an embarrassment of riches in the secondary with all of these guys. Rock Yassine, who was really signed to be the number two corner, was inactive today. Yep. So they've got they're deep in this defense. They're not just they're not just top heavy. They're excellent throughout and they're really deep. So this defense, like I said, it is a Super Bowl caliber defense. 
I completely agree. All right, let's take a quick break and then we'll flip things over to the offensive side of the ball. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. All right, you're listening to The Lounge Podcast, and we are coming to you from the SeatGeek studio. Also, we want to give a shout-out to our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook, which is an official sports betting partner of the Baltimore Ravens. They've got a limited-time offer running right now. You don't want to miss this. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use the promo code FLOCK, and you can get a new customer deposit bonus up to $1,000. Again, the promo code at DraftKings Sportsbook is FLOCK. You need to be 21 or older to play and physically present in Maryland. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.com org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. So defense dominant, but uh, 37 points from the offense ain't too shabby. And 515 yards. Yeah, so I'll take that. it's a nice little afterthought there to mention the 500 plus 37 point day for the offense. On a day when Lamar Jackson didn't score a touchdown. Yeah. How crazy is that? Didn't throw a touchdown, didn't run for a touchdown. Still thought it was a really good, efficient game from Lamar, but that's, I think, the point for me on offense is the expanding of the weapons, right? I mean, Lamar Jackson has been weapon A, B, and C for this team for multiple years in a row now. And now there's, again, an embarrassment of riches on the offensive side of the ball. Keaton Mitchell. (laughs) I mean, when you have an undrafted rookie who's really kind of the offensive player of the day, nine attempts for 138 yards and a touchdown. When you have an undrafted rookie going off in his third NFL game played, You've got a lot of weapons. Yeah, well, like with Keaton Mitchell, in training camp, he showed that speed, and that's why he earned his spot on the team. Yep. Like he he had that breakaway speed. Then he dealt with the shoulder injury, ultimately landed on IR. But we saw the speed. We saw it in practice, then we saw it in, uh, in the preseason games. And it was a lot of times, though, you'll see guys make plays in preseason games, and then it's like you know, do you, can you actually carry that into yeah, yeah. the regular season for him to come out here? Like you mentioned in his third, in his third NFL game and put up that kind of performance, show off that speed, get to the second level. I just think it's like, now you look at this offense and now you have this home run threat in the backfield mm-hmm. and Keaton Mitchell look out. Right. And to me, it wasn't just the speed. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I think that, he had a, a number of eight, nine yard gains where it wasn't, you know, it wasn't just, yeah, he got loose and he was gone, which, that is true, but it was consistently finding the whole, you know, good vision. I, I, I'm excited to watch the tape on Keaton Mitchell because I saw a lot of really good things from him. And, and when you combine that with the power, Gus Edwards, Justice Hill continues to run well. You know, there's a lot of talk about adding a running back at the trade deadline. And John Harbaugh said after the game, you know, to be honest, it wasn't, we weren't thinking, yeah, you know what, we're going to pass on Derrick Henry because we got Keaton Mitchell. Mm-hmm. But 
Sure worked out all right. Yeah. I feel pretty good about the Ravens running back trio right now. Well, yeah, and, and Keaton Mitchell's the star of the day for the offense, but Gus Edwards scored a pair of touchdowns. He had three last week, and they yep. had two this game. And as we talk about, like, red zone success, Gus Edwards has kind of been an answer down there. He's now got a career high in touchdowns on the season. Yep. And so he's been really an answer for this team in the red zone. And he still has big play potential. I mean, he got he got loose on the first play of the second half for a big yep. game. So, yep. like, they, they have... Good running backs, and John Harbaugh keeps pointing out. Well, we and we still got Melvin Gordon sitting on the practice squad. If we ever want to bring we him need up, him, right? So they feel good about their running back situation, and despite all of the talk over the last week about whether the Ravens would try to trade for Derrick Henry or Saquon Barkley or Josh Jacobs, like they feel confident in this running back group, and we saw why today. And, and to me, they're really showing if we if we need to win games, kind of like we did in 20, 2019, and just run all over you. We, if we want to go ground and pound, we'll do it. Mm-hmm. And when they can run that way, it makes you so much more balanced and every, it, it opens up the entire passing game, right? Yep. And, you know, you didn't... Zay Flowers had one catch today, right? There wasn't a big day for Nelson Aguilar. It wasn't a big day for Shot Bateman. Everybody kind of played their part. OBJ got his first touchdown. <laughs> you know, Bateman made, you know, a nice grab. But, you know... When Mark Andrews, he had nine or uh, yeah nine catches for eighty yards, but it wasn't like you had to rely on one piece in the passing game because the run game is so strong. And I think as the Ravens go along this season, if they can continue running the ball like they did today, you know, with the defense that they have, right? How many times have we heard have a good defense and pack your running game? Yeah, that's a recipe for success. And then when you throw on top of that, oh yeah, that's right. And Lamar's throwing the ball better than he ever ever has. They have more receiving weapons than they ever have. Okay, pick your poison. Well, I think it is a pick your poison, really, on this offense. Like, I, honestly, this whole team, like, it could be one game, it could be Gus who has multiple touchdowns. Well, the next game, it could be Rashad Bateman who has multiple, or Mark Andrews who has multiple touchdowns. Like, Zay Flowers. Zay Flowers could have a big game. Like, I, I don't know going into a game that, like, defensive coordinators can key on somebody and be like, all right, here's the thing with their offense. Stop Mark Andrews, and then everything else kind of falls apart. Okay, well then, we're just going to lean on the ground game with this new undrafted rookie that nobody knew about before today (laughs) who can take one to the house whenever he gets the ball. By the way, they didn't stop Mark Andrews, but I know. It's like spoil alert. I'm saying in future games, like, (laughs) yeah, they didn't. Or or Zay, it's like, okay, you're going to key on Mark Andrews. All right, well, now Zay, who's been quiet for the past couple weeks, he can put up some big numbers like he did earlier in the season. Mm -hmm. It really is a pick your poison. Yep. And, and I think another takeaway offensively from this game, obviously, is OBJ. Like I said, first touchdown. Happy on birthday. birthday. Happy birthday to OBJ. I was waiting for him to just play the happy birthday song in the in the stadium. Mm-hmm. I was kind of waiting for it. Well, my birthday uh, was on Saturday, so I was hoping that, and then I was going mm. to assume that it was just everybody singing to me. That would have been a special moment for you. It would have been a special moment. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, to get him his first touchdown, I think, is a big relief. Especially, you know, you start the game, he has a ball that's a catchable ball, hits the turf. Then midway through the game, he has the fumble right before halftime that, you know, just not taking care of the ball, right? Yeah. He's just too reckless with the ball, holding it out with one hand, has a fumble. And I'm sure he was not feeling too happy yeah, on, right. his, on his birthday. Yeah, And uh, to come back and get him that touchdown, I think, was really good for the vibes. Yeah, oh, it was great. I mean, you saw Lamar Jackson kind of go crazy on the sidelines just so excited for Odell to get that moment um you saw just the reaction from his teammates like this is a guy who the road has been long he didn't play in in the NFL last year yeah. he's had a long recovery really questions about as to whether his career was over and then he comes here gets a big contract but doesn't start the season the way that he wanted to he's been open about that so it's like it's been a long road and for him to get that 
touchdown on his birthday, it, it kind of made everything a little bit worth the wait to some extent. Yeah, completely agree. This this offensive line, by the way, is really clicking. Mm. I, I think that you know we can talk about the playmakers and the guy who's ca- guys who catch it and all that stuff. A little shout out to the offensive line because I think especially in the center of the line in the run game, Tyrell Linderbaum. Kevin Zeitler and John Simpson are mowing people down. Should we start the Linderbaum Pro Bowl campaign now? It, it should be, honestly. I mean, here they, they traded for one of the best defensive tackles in the league, Yeah, right? Leonard Williams. He comes in here. Did you know, did you notice him? Right. Did you notice that they traded, made a deadline deal for one of the best D-tackles in the league? Right. No, not at all. Did obviously. not notice him. Yep. And so that's, that's a credit to Tyler Linderbaum. And, and all three of those interior guys, I think, playing really well. You know, the sack strip, the one thing offensively they need to clean up. The little things, right? Yeah. There's little things on each side of the ball. They got to clean up the fumbles. You know, too many. Uh, again, two, lost two fumbles in this game. Didn't end up have, biting him, but it could have. Ronnie Stanley gets beat for one of them by a, a really good pass rusher. Mafe's really good pass rusher, uh, but he gets beat for one. And then another kind of botched handoff fumble, you know, get hits the turf again. That was between him and Justice Hill. And yep. they've had a few of those this year. I, I, it just doesn't seem like at times uh, there's a lot of, I guess, feel on that, yep. that mesh point on some of the RPO stuff. And I don't know if there's a consistent theme with the issues, but there's the one reality is it's too frequently. Yeah, and, and John Harbaugh has said, you know, with all the ball handling yeah, that they yeah. do, they're going to have a higher rate of fumble than your average team because they have a lot of that RPO and a lot, there's a lot of pools and a lot of keeper keeps. It's just, it takes really good um, ball maneuvering. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know a better way to put it. it. Um and and but it has to be better than what it is right now. That's the fact. The facts of the situation. Yeah, it's, the good news is it didn't hurt the Ravens. You know, they get the stop after the Odell fumble, and then they get the strip sack, and then they end up still getting a field goal. You know, which as we mentioned earlier was a turning point of the game. So it it wasn't like there was these fumbles hurt them today, but they could. You know, that next week you have a division opponent of the Browns, and then four days later you have another division opponent. The Bengals coming to town, so you got three home games here at the bank over the course of a twelve day span pretty fun way to start things off here for this nice three-game homestand and now just really quickly to hit on the browns yeah you know this is game next week let's talk about a little bit yeah i mean this are these are two of the best defenses the browns pitched a shutout today against arizona Arizona. i think that the ravens were certainly motivated the last time they played by the fact that there was all the talk at that time like that the browns were clearly the best defense and the ravens kind of showed them and so i think that those feelings are going to be reignited going into this one Talking to some guy, talking to Patrick Queen after the game and asking him about that and let him know that the Browns had a shutout. He said, let me make sure I get my words right on this before <laughs> I say anything. And he's like, they're a good team. They're, they're a good team. Yeah. You know, we'll, we'll see who has the better defense yeah. Sunday at MT Bank Stadium. That's going to be a fun game. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's going to be awesome. I think that this place is going to be rocking. It's going to be so loud. And, I, and the Ravens need it. You know, I think that these division games are huge. And, the, the truth is, when the Ravens played the Browns the last time, they find out, you know, a few hours before the game, Deshaun Watson's not going to play. Yep. And so that game just kind of went sideways for, for the Browns early on. And so I'm sure they're saying, you know, their vibe coming right. into Deshaun it is Deshaun Watson's back. That game doesn't count, you know, r- throw that one out. <laughs> um, and this will be their opportunity to get back even. Mm-hmm. And 
the Ravens are going to have the opposite yep. mindset. And it'll be fun to see who ends up coming out on top of that one. Absolutely. Well, thank you for listening. As always, email us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. Subscribe, leave us a rating and a review. Check out Ravens Press Pass for all the post-game interviews uh, from the locker room and from the podium. Thanks for listening. Enjoy this one, Baltimore. Yes. I mean, there's not many better days than this one, yeah. except for size them up, the, the real size them uppers. <laughs> that, those are going to be some fun days. Let's knock on wood that those happen. Thanks for listening. We'll be back with you early this week. Mm-hmm.